You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. Just want to remind you this episode of the Locked On Longhorns podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. So head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You're going to get 20% off your next order. But here we are on a Monday. Wanted to talk about the latest news. And of course, unless you've been under a rock, you've heard. On Saturday, Texas Athletic Director Chris Del Conte released the following statement. There's been a lot of speculation about the future of our football coach. My policy is to wait until the end of the season before evaluating and commenting on the program and coaches. With the close of the regular season, I wanted to I want to reiterate that Tom Herman is our coach. When I look at our football program right now, I see tremendous young men uh, and promising talent. Our student athletes are developing and they play their hearts out. This has been an unprecedented year for us all, and we're all disappointed that we didn't meet our expectations. Like many fans that follow and support our program, I can't help but think what could have been in 2020. There's still work, more work that needs to be done, but I'm excited to watch our players in the program move forward. And I had some thoughts on that right off the bat to hear Chris Del Conte say Tom Herman is our coach. That leaves a lot up to interpretation. And whether or not you believe that he is going to be the head coach, Tom Herman, that is, in 2021, I I don't agree uh, to hear he is our coach. Yeah, he currently is. Um, I thought it was interesting, Barrett, Sally, Silly, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. CBS Sports said what the headline should have said. Urban said no. Uh, I think that's where a lot of people are looking at this going, well, it's not Urban, so, you know, make a statement. It, it was almost in his latest press conference that Tom Herman had, I want to say it was before Kansas State, he stood up there and gave himself the vote of confidence. He was begging, essentially begging for somebody at the University of Texas to step forward and say something. And so you get this statement. And, and now you're looking at things going, okay, is Tom Herman going to be the coach next year? And I, like I said, I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think this, I don't think this was a urban or Tom thing. I, I always felt that Tom Herman would be removed after this year. Uh, I recently wrote on Longhorns wire that I absolutely do not agree that, that they'll be back. Uh, when we're talking about the staff, I mean, I understand the buyout, but when you see, Schools like Auburn, who have a much larger buyout with Gus Malzahn, and, and they relieved him of his duties, leads me to believe that Texas might do the same um, when you look at everything involved. So I, I took that statement as, as it said literally nothing. There was no mention of 2021, and while Brian Davis and, and Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman put out a report that said that Chris Del Conte meant 2021. Well, if that's what you meant, that should have been in the statement. It, it was very it was very vague and noncommittal. 
And then Chip Brown of 24-7 Sports put out an update. He said that Chris Del Conte told him that Tom Herman will be the coach moving into next season. Moving into, which means he could be fired following their bowl game in January after all the other colleges finish out the season in the national championship and all the bowl games are behind them, they could fire him. And technically he was still head coach in 2021. The first couple of weeks anyway, I I still think that there's going to be searches. I still think that they're going to have conversations made behind closed doors. Uh, It's hard to fathom that once they went after urban to go back to Tom Herman. Well, that's a slap in the face, isn't it? I'm considering it was the worst kept secret in college football. Everybody knew Texas was after Urban Meyer. They made multiple attempts. And while we've heard reports, we haven't seen Urban Meyer come out and say definitively. Uh, he went on to Colin Cowherd's show and And he said it would have to be the perfect, perfect situation. So it sounds to me like that's not a coach that's not willing to come back. Sounds like a coach that's trying to make a decision whether he he, feels like he can come back. I mean, health is is definitely a concern. And he said if he felt like that they could manage it, that he would come back. And I don't think there's a more perfect situation right now for him than Texas. Texas obviously has the money. Uh, if they're willing to buy out Tom Herman and offer this huge package, uh, we, I mean, we've heard numbers. We've heard $10 million, We've heard $12 million. I mean, so they definitely have the money if they're, if they're willing to pony up that kind of deal because they're going to have to buy out most of the staff. Uh, you could probably take Chris Ash off of there. You could probably take Stan Drayton uh, because they, they were with Urban Meyer. So I, I think – I think the money thing is 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 a good way to use, is a good excuse for him, but I don't think it's a valid reason for keeping Tom Herman. Because it seems like some of these schools are worried about the buyout and how it looks and the optics, right? How how what are the optics in a pandemic year when they had to make cuts due to a financial shortfall? The optics would look bad. Um, so what, what do you do in that instance? You eat, you decide to not do the buyout and your football team continues to suffer and you lose the opportunity to make more money because obviously when the football team does well, then, then financially you do well. So that's, I thought that was interesting. The, the way that their, the statement read and the way everything was going to hear that, to hear that. Tom Herman would be back. Uh, it, it didn't sound like would be back. It sounded like a vote of confidence. And as we know in, in all coaching, it's NFL level, NBA, MLB, college football. The vote of confidence is not a good thing. And you hear he is our coach, an embattled coach at that. You hear he is our coach. Nine times out of ten, not even a couple weeks later, they're making a move. They're relieving that person. They've already got somebody in line. We've seen it time and time again. And, and with Tom Herman, it doesn't seem like he's got any backing. And 
really, it's interesting how quiet it is on that coaching front right now, but I don't think it's going to remain that way. I think personally, this is my opinion and people I've talked to, there's still going to be a coaching search going on behind closed doors. Coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about the opt-outs and what's going on there with the latest. But first, I'll tell you about our friends over at Coors Light. Coors Light is the best beer when you need to chill. Now, Texas isn't playing this weekend, but you do have a Big 12 championship game that's going to be going on on Saturday. The best thing to do when that game is getting ready to kick off or any of the other college football games is reach into your fridge and get that beer that's made to chill. We're talking cold-filtered, cold-lagered, made right from the water from the Rocky Mountains, Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. It's all right there for you. All you got to do is reach in your Reach into your fridge, pull out that beer, crack open a cold one, and you got the beer that is made to chill. And we're talking about Coors Light. Always, res- always drink responsibly. But if you are at home and you're running low on beer, the great thing, Coors Light has made it easy for you. Go to get.coorslight.com. They're going to have a list of distributors that can bring that beer right to you so you can continue to watch your college football, watch your sports, NFL still going on. You can do all of that while you're drinking the beer. That is made to chill, and we're talking Coors Light. It's coming up on Tuesday's show. We are going to dive into some men's college basketball. They are now the number 11 ranked team in the AP. We're going to get you ready for hoops on Wednesday uh, after the game against Baylor uh, was canceled due to COVID-19. Uh, and we'll talk about that and, and when they can reschedule that game potentially uh, to get that game in. But I want to talk about the opt-outs. Now, I thought this was interesting. Before the season, you had seven captains. As of right now, Sam Ellinger is the only captain left standing. Derek Kerstetter suffered a horrific injury, had to have surgery. He's done for the year. There are rumors that he's going to come back for another year uh, due to the fact that he can since they froze eligibility. And then you have Caden Stearns, who opted out. Samuel Cosme opted out, declared for the NFL draft. Chris Brown, Taquan Graham, and the most recent, Joseph Asai. Seems to me like Sam Ellinger is going to go down with this ship. There's nothing about the character of Sam Ellinger, and this is not a knock to any of the other guys, but there's nothing that's that we've known from watching Sam Ellinger the last four years that leads you to believe that he's one of those guys that's going to leave early. Uh, I believe that he's going to play in this bowl game, and rumor is it's going to be either the Cheez-It Bowl in, uh, in Orlando. It used to be the World Camping Bowl. Played at the same stadium, but now called the Cheez-It Bowl. Or they're going to play in the Alamo Bowl. Some people think it might be the Texas Bowl, but uh, the two that we hear the most are Alamo or Cheez-It Bowl. If they play the Cheez-It Bowl, they're probably going to play Miami. If they play in the Alamo Bowl, possibly an Oregon team. USC, if they don't get into one of the top bowl games. I doubt they're going to have a Rose Bowl this year because of the, all the stipulations and whatnot in California. And, and if they do, it's going to be without fans. 
Um, you know, so there's there's different avenues that they can go through how they're going to work all that. But that, that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is I think Sam Ellinger is still going to play in that game before he makes his decision. Cause, and I think it's still a decision to be made. Now, Ellinger has accepted an invitation to play in the Senior Bowl. However, if he decides to come back, he's obviously not going to play in it. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he does leave. I think the way that this season ended left a bad taste in his mouth. Losing to Iowa State, to Oklahoma, to TCU, kept them from playing in the Big 12 championship. And, you know, it's been an elusive championship. It's eluded this this school for the last decade. They haven't played in a game, in a championship game, since Colt McCoy in 2009 when they were making their bid for a national championship. So I could see Sam Elliott coming back for that. You know, maybe it means more to him for that. And obviously, and he doesn't strike me as this type of player. But coming back, he would be able to set every record. Of course, people will want to put an asterisk by it because he had next year to play. But he has that opportunity. Do I think he would do that? I don't think that would be the reason. I think it all boils down to that championship and making a run. Now, the interesting part is, does he make that decision before we hear about Tom Herman? And I know what was said, and we talked about it in the first segment, with you know Chris Del Conte's comments. Tom Herman will be back. But if in the event that they make a change, does that, does that sway Ellinger to come back to be the senior leader for a young team? Or does he decide to go to the NFL? If he does decide to go to the NFL, that's going to make a very interesting quarterback competition. You have Hudson Card. You have Jaquindon Jackson. You have Casey Thompson. You have Charles Wright the freshman that's coming in from Austin High. I think it's going to boil down to Hudson Card or Casey Thompson. Casey, a former four-star recruit out of Oklahoma, um, he's he's been the understudy to Ellinger for the last two years. But I do know how they feel internally about Hudson Card. And the thing is, if Tom Herman does return and Sam leaves, a Mike Yurcich offense, he prefers a more pure passer. Casey Thompson gives off vibes that he's more in, you know, this is, again, very limited to what we've seen on the field in games. But it seems like Casey is more that dual threat guy, much like Sam was, and Hudson is more the pure passer. Now, he is a dual threat quarterback, and that's how he was rated by 24-7 composite as the number two dual threat quarterback in the country. But I do believe that he's more of the pure passer that your sitch would like. So that's why I think it's going to come down to that. So what happens to Jaquin Jackson? I think whichever, if either of the freshmen are named quarterback next year in their sophomore years, I think the other one might transfer out. 
whenever you have a recruiting class and you have two top level quarterbacks commit in the same class, this happens a lot. I mean, even if they weren't in the same class, we've already seen this recently under Tom Herman. He went with Sam Ellinger and Shane Bouchel transferred to SMU. It could be the same thing for Jaquindon Jackson. Could he go to an SMU? I wouldn't be surprised. Being from Dallas, Dallas area, Duncanville, I'm sure that they would love him there. Do, do I think Jaquindon Jackson would go to SMU? I'm not 100% sure. But at the same time, I definitely could see it happening. I definitely could see a situation where Jaquindon Jackson wants to leave. Now, if it's Hudson Card, I'm not 100% sure where he would go. It just, it just seems fitting uh, for Jaquin and Jackson. And, and, and I do know Hudson was progressing throughout spring or not spring, but fall camp. All the reports were that he was picking up the playbook. He, he, there were even discussions about elevating him to QB two. So obviously he's, he's been impressive. And I saw That's why, and the fact that he's picked up the playbook so quickly you know, I think that again, that helps him. I think that's going to help him uh, in this quarterback battle. So, if it's not Ellinger next year, I am a firm believer that the quarterback in 2021 will be Hudson Card, uh, and then Jaquin and Jackson, obviously transferring out. Well, let me tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar absolutely changed the game for me uh, when it comes to my weight loss, my workouts. You know, I was needing healthier snacks. I needed to eat healthier stop eating so much of the fast food junk the, the burgers and the pizzas and things of that nature i reach for a bell bar i mean we're talking covered in chocolate 18 grams of protein less sugar less carbs all natural taste so there's none of that aftertaste that chalky taste i don't need to guzzle down a gallon of water just just to suffer through an energy bar I mean, these are really a healthy candy bar, and I love the fact they're covered in chocolate. The mint brownie, obviously my favorite. Anything with peanut butter is absolutely a must for me. So what you can do is you can go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They're going to give you 20% off your order. So definitely check out BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. All right, NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of preview podcasts all this week, plus waiver wire additions from the Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Rookies to Watch from Draft Guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in to the preview of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, and I suggest you do the same. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so check this out. This is a wild and wacky story. The Texas Longhorns could play in the Big 12 championship on Saturday. Ralph D. Russo of the AP tweeted out from the Big 12, if either Oklahoma or Iowa State cannot play in a championship game, replacement team will be selected using standings and tiebreakers. Texas is next in line to play if Cyclones and Sooners cannot. That's interesting. Much the similar situation that the Pac-12 is dealing with right now with putting Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game because Washington can't field the team. 
so the question is, if Texas could avenge either loss, Iowa State or Oklahoma, which game are you picking? Iowa State is the number one seeded team in the Big 12 championship. But I think it has to boil down to taking down Oklahoma. That would be quite the way for Sam Ellinger to finish off his career, wouldn't it? To beat Oklahoma in his final game prior to a bowl game. It's far-fetched, but it's an idea that's out there. And I think most people would agree it'd be Sooners. Avenge that loss. But then the question becomes, if they were to play in that game, how many of those captains that just opted out would come back? you think any of them? I lean that I don't think any of them would. I mean, they've already opted out. They've already started their, their path to becoming NFL players as they prepare for the NFL draft, the combine, the senior bowl. But that would be an interesting way to do it. That would be an interesting path if they wanted to to take. I mean, if, if it came down to it, again, do I think it's going to happen? No. But it's an interesting thing. So we asked five burning questions on the Longhorns wire. We asked five burning questions heading into the offseason. One of them I've already answered. Who do I think is the quarterback in 2021? Well, I went with Sam Ellinger because I think he's coming back. But if Tom Herman is to return, what changes should be made? For me, it's simple. It's Herb Hand. I, I think Herb Hand needs to be removed. There hasn't been the level of development. They're missing out on key recruits. Uh, arguably, your best offensive lineman is Sam Cosme, but from all intents and purposes, everybody I've spoken with, he's self-made. Doing a lot of work in the offseason to get better at his craft, not because of the tutelage of Herb Hand which is similar to the issues that Herb Hand was under in uh, at Auburn and the reason why that they were fine with letting him come to Texas. I thought that was interesting. If he had those same issues and we're having them now, why hasn't Herb Hand been removed, especially when they wiped out the entire staff last year? If Tom Herman is to return, that is one assistant I think that needs to be moved. Another question is, which 2021 prospect is going to have the biggest impact? You know, Jatavion Sanders is one. He's a guy who can play on both sides of the ball, but with Osai leaving, I think Jatavion Sanders is, is probably the top answer because he could likely come in and play your edge, your jack role, uh, you know, five-star grade playmaker. So he's definitely a, a guy that you want on the field at all times. So if they're wanting him to rush the passer, that's probably your best guy. The other name is J.D. Coffey, and I think he could work his way into rotation along with Jaron Thompson, B.J. Foster, especially with both of your starting safeties from this season, have opted out and won't return. 
So I think that's an easy one to answer. Which draft eligible player needs to come back? Again, I went to Sam Ellinger. Some said Brennan Eagles. I mean, he's been rumored to be flirting with the NFL. Uh, but I think Sam Ellinger, if he wants to increase his draft grade, I think it took a severe hit this season. But I think if he wants to have a much better shot at being a higher drafted player, maybe coming back would be the best option for him. Get a full offseason in with this coaching staff. See if you can progress. That would be the guy that I would look at. And obviously the last question we asked was, do you think Tom Herman and staff will return? And, you know, it's fairly simple for me. I said no. But I'm curious what your answer is. I'm curious what the fans think. I, I want to hear your opinion on this. Tweet at Locked on Horns or tweet at me at, at Pat Sports Guy. Let us know what you think. Should Tom Herman return? Will Tom Herman return? Depending on how you felt about Chris Del Conte's statement that he put out, you may not agree with it, or you may think a lot like some other people. Left a lot to be interpreted with the wording that they chose to use in the committal, non-committal, vote of confidence, whatever you want to call it. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Longhorns podcast. Make sure you're tuning in to the Locked on NFL Draft podcast as we're getting towards the NFL draft season. As college football winds down, you're going to be up to date with what prospects, who you should be looking at. Trevor Sikkim of Benjamin Solak, but that's going to do it. I will catch y'all tomorrow. Hook them.